Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, 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 and welcome to Queen Conversations. We are so glad that you chose to join in with us tonight. There are many places you can be, many things you can be listening to as you chose to join us tonight, so we are so grateful. I am Queen Leah. I bring you greetings from Wichita, Kansas, and again, I'm so excited that you all have joined us for part two of our Love Language show. We also have our other queen on here, Miss Lakisa. Hello, good evening, everyone. This is Lakisa representing Charlotte, North Carolina, home of the CIAA this weekend. Hope everybody is doing well. Thank you for joining us, and we're so happy that you guys are tuning in. It has been a great week. Great week. So great. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and our guests are back. If you've missed our show two weeks ago, you missed a treat. We had two lovely gentlemen on the call uh, who gave us some really good knowledge and some uh, wisdom, tips of wisdom on love languages. And so they are back to join us. Uh, my first guest is my pastor, who is what I call him, my lovely husband, uh, Pastor Rob. Rob, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I am here. Glad to be with you all. Hey, I just want to say real quick, uh, I never get tired of hearing my babe sing. Uh, that was just like I, I was I was just sitting up here grooving and I forgot, whoa, hey, that's my boo. So, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I'll pay you oh, later. That's so <laughs> that is so sweet. And our CEO of the Global Drive Network, our classmate, friend, brother, Mr. Pastor Bishop, Art Bishop, Winfrey Burns, are you there with us? <laughs> I'm here. How y'all doing tonight? Great. How are you? Good, good. Good to be here. Thank you all for having me again. Absolutely. We couldn't do part two without you guys. Definitely couldn't Not do it. I know. So we have just a few hot topics before we get into it. So if you all have not been watching the news uh, the past few days, uh, the Muslim ban, I'm sure you guys have heard about that. Um, but there has been a delay on the Muslim ban, so I wanted to know you all's thoughts about um, this executive order. Do you think that it should be something that's carried out? Do you think that he's actually doing a good job of trying to keep our country safe? Just let's hear from you. So we'll start with you, Lakisa. Mm, you know, safety um, is an issue across the world, not only here, Um Specifically, with what's been going on with ISIS, has been kind of evolving into this um, kind of group that they can't pinpoint. So I think what has happened, maybe only because we see a part, partial bird's eye view, that they are trying to um, put everybody in this same hole. We have a huge Muslim population here in the United States and in the world, and for them to ban Everybody, and then when you know, it's like, whoa! It, it got very, um, it got bad real fast, and only because, you know, I know people of Muslim faith and who probably didn't come here when they were five years old, and to say that if you leave the country or you without the country, oh, it kind of hit home for us because we had a Clemson uh, professor. Oh no, no, no! Yes, that was out of the country on vacation and couldn't come back in for the school. Wow, um, in South Carolina. So, um, it it's it's kind of like, oh, um, 
I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's, it's, a, it's a touchy thing, but we have to be careful that we don't put everybody in the same category because then we're going to create fear. But I'm going to leave it there and let the next person. But I think sometimes it can create chaos and fear. So you have to be very selective in how you do these things because we don't want ISIS here. You're right. We don't want them here. But how do you carefully select um, the people who can be, um, you know, in that group? Right. Tough decisions. Right. Me and you all have any thoughts about it? Uh, Rob, I'll let you go first. I had to get off of mute. I I think that I think this this whole political landscape is uh, a bit chaotic, um, and, and that's really an understatement. But there there are so many different levels of fear, and there's different levels of uh, miscommunication. There's also different levels of of um, of uh, distorted views. All of that, and so. Um, I said all that to say that it's hard to really pinpoint where the issue is because we, on one hand we have this issue of ISIS and we can't really pinpoint where it's coming from. Um, and then you have a president who lives in a, in, a, in a box and he really doesn't understand the landscape of our whole country. Um, really our whole world And then you have um, Information that we really Aren't privy to hear Or, or know So we, there, So I look at it from every angle it, We might have had Something that came down the pipe That, that said That um, there were issues Coming from these different areas Where he wants to have this ban But then again you have other Sources that say that it's targeting um, specifically Muslims, and so if it if it's specifically focusing on Muslims, then that in itself is unconstitutional, and um, it ends up make, causing more chaos to what is already a big chaotic mess within our country. So it, it's it, I really think that's a lot of mess. To be honest, agree. Yeah. I think that you know, I, I I agree with Rob. I think that the other part that's very difficult about all of this is um is we is is we've rushed into doing this. So first let's be clear, this is not the first time that there has been any type of ban. Um so we do know that there have been in times past historically there have been bans on certain countries. But I think the problem in this instance is that he's already hyped up um, the level of anti-Muslim rhetoric, and he's already amped up people to be afraid of anything that is not um, white, I can say that. And so, so I think when you add all of that together, it's just creating a space where you really don't know if this if what this person is saying can be trusted, and so you know for for a large part of us. And then let's add up and add to this the fact that 
as a people, we've already experienced we've experienced some level of uh, of hatred towards group of, a group of people, and then at the same time, we know what's going on um, with our Native American brothers and sisters right now. So you you've created a vacuum in this country where not only just are people afraid, but where people aren't trusting, where people don't believe each other, where we don't want to have anything to do with anything that doesn't look like who we are and what we are. So I think it's, it's, it's just creating a really bad space um, instead of, and again, if there were something really going on, I think if, if there's a way to communicate that to say, you know, um, but again, it's hard to do that when you don't trust the person. Like we just don't trust him. And so because a large part of the country trust him, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to take anything he says seriously when it comes to comes to that. So I think, again, I think this is where leadership comes in and says, listen, this is what we're doing. So you talk through it. And instead of just basically telling everybody, listen, shut up, I got this, I know what I'm doing. And that, that's what it sounds like he's trying to tell the country. And that's, that's mm-hmm. not going to work. No, well, not. but when your leadership agrees with what you do, <laughs> You have a yes corner. You got an amen corner working on your behalf. So I believe that part think, of them getting hired was they don't tell the president no. I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they. I think that that part of the part of part of his cabinet doesn't doesn't is not in agreement with him. Um, I think the the people that are the problem is it's the ones that are closest. So his from, from I read an article last week that said that all of his secretaries came to him and were upset about the way he tried to implement this ban because they felt like, you know, number one, he didn't give them an opportunity to prepare their people. Number two, it was, again, like I said, it wasn't executed well because it was just kind of like, oh, this is what we want to do, so we're going to sign the executive order. But the people, like, that are in actually in the White House, you know, your chief of staff, his, his advisors, they're the ones, like, there's almost like a separation between that group of people Versus the secretaries, and hmm. and so they're not necessarily yes yes men on that on the secretary side, but they are you know but they are people that he picked. So you know there is a level of I'm on your side, but at the same time we got to do this right. Well, when you have right. a, when you have a narcissist as a leader, then I mean it really doesn't matter what anybody else says because they're right. too busy being in love with what they say. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I guess so how, my how strongly. Would be... Go ahead, Lakeisha. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how strongly do you you guys think an impeachment will happen at this point? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't necessarily know if I want him impeached. <laughs> I was just thinking that same thing today. Really? So, yeah. Okay, we need. Ra- yeah. I need a rationale so I can understand. Okay. Why. So, go ahead. So, so Mike Pence, if he gets impeached, that means it goes to the vice president. Mm-hmm. And our vice president is not as like this. He ain't gonna tweet and tell us what he's doing. He just gonna like he did in Indiana, quietly try to quietly pass a law. That's anti, you know. That basically, um, that basically, I don't want to use the word disenfranchised, but um, 
But, you know, in Indiana there was a law that was passed that basically said that you don't have to serve homosexuals. People are homosexuals. And, you know, like it was a real big thing. And the only reason he reversed it was because there were several major large corporations that said that if we don't fix this, we are withdrawing from this state. And so oh, wow. he, he he reversed his he reversed his stance only because of that. So this is not a guy who is a centrist. This guy, if 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 Pence is put in place, will then have the will then it's just as if not more conservative than um than, than Trump. So I don't even know if I want him running the country. And truth be told, I think he, the reason that Trump won and and the GOP finally somewhat got behind him was because he picked Pence, who they like. Right. That's a part. Yeah, that, that could be. Yeah. So that there is a reason for the madness. Well, I might just want to ride these four years out and go ahead <laughs> and, you know, and, and let, because I honestly think this next election season, you're going to see somebody like a Cory Brook, uh, Booker stand up and beca- and run or Elizabeth Warren or somebody like that. And to me, those are some exciting people who I'm looking forward to see them running. I'm running. My my standpoint is Mm -hmm. more from a, um, I guess you can say, um, conspiracy buff standpoint. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I I look at how um, Trump continually feeds this, 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 um, this venom for the media and then paints the picture as the media as the enemy. And so the more he does that and he feeds into that, it, it feeds his base that that thought that you cannot trust the media. And so if he gets impeached, they would blame the media, and then it would take away the credibility from all the media, and then you, you may see a revolt from more of the the radicals, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. the radicals within our own country, and so I, I think that that would that would fuel that fire. They've already been uh, been fueled by the rhetoric from from Trump, but then if he gets impeached and then they blame the media for that, then I could see them having more of a revolt after that happens. So I, I think I, I agree with, with with Burns over there by saying let. Uh, Hey, look. Let's let us ride these four years out. There is, I believe, that there still will be some checks and balances within our our Congress and and everything, and, and just trusting God. But um, but I think that that would that may be the best route. Yeah. But I, I just came to that, that point, conclusion today. Yeah. And to Rob's point, I think that what what he the one part you just said that's going to be the the hugest part is we've got. You've got if you're if you are a Democrat, you've got two years of this, and then you can literally, I don't want to say nullify his presidency, but you can give him the same type of presidency that President Obama had by simply flipping the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. You know, you can flip them to where they are democratic, democratically um, have majority, have the majority of the Democrats, and and then all of a sudden it's a whole new ball game. Right now, because he has the House and the Senate, he's got you know, he's got the run. Of, he got the run of the House. 
Yeah. I think just to wrap the section up, I would just say, um, you know, it's just very important that we respect who's in our country. Our country has always been a melting pot. And now we're living in a day where Muslims are literally afraid to step outside of their home. Uh, There was just a killing in Kansas last night. Two (laughs) Muslims were killed by Hmm. a white guy. And I'm thinking, wow, I wonder where he got this, you know, idea from. And so it's just, it gets to that point because the media can make things bigger because this is what the news is. So I just, I hope that we get back to a place of just looking at each other as people and not religion and not what they look like. Um, No matter what uh, the president says, I mean, it's good to keep our country safe, but, you know, do it the right way. And if we're really honest about it, uh, most terrorists, are white people in our country. I mean, we don't want to talk about it, but that's just really the reality when we look at crime that come from white males, terrorist attacks. So, you know, mm-hmm. if we put a ban on white people, I'm sure the whole country would be in an uproar. So <laughs> just something to think about. Um, but anyway, if you all are just joining us, again, welcome to the Queen Conversation show. We have our special guest, Winfred Burns, and my pastor, Boo Rob McClish. We are talking about love languages this week. There are two ways to connect with us. If you are online, thank you for joining us. If you are on the call, thank you as well. Anytime you have questions, if you're already on the call, just press number one, and we will acknowledge you and um, tune you in live so that you can ask your question. If you are a little more fearful and want to email your questions, you can do so at queenconversations1 at gmail.com. Again, that email address is queenconversations one at gmail.com. So, are you guys ready for part two? Let's get into it. Love edition. So, we stopped last show. Um, If you guys weren't on the show, we talked about the love languages. And briefly, uh, the love languages are physical touch, um, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. So, if you have not read the book if you have not heard what those love languages are. It is a very good tool to get. It's just going to allow you to know what your personal love language is, how you express uh, that towards others, whether it's in a um, romantic relationship or a friendship. It's good to know where you fall in your love language. And uh, last time we stopped at, we didn't have the time to finish, but we stopped at, um, you know, how a man knows if that woman is the one. So I know that was a hot button that we really didn't have time to delve into. So we want to start there tonight. Fellas, if you can answer, um, how do you know that she is the one? I'm going to start with you, uh, Winfred. Well, I think kind of where, where, we, where I started out with this one last time was saying that I think that we know based upon, first of all, let me say this. You can't know until you really know yourself. So as a man, I can't know if she's the one if I don't know who I am. Meaning I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know, you know, my, I don't have a vision for my life. I don't have any type of references to where I'm going, you know, that kind of stuff. So once I know that, then I have to also be. I have to have some level of self awareness, meaning I have to know what my strengths and what my weaknesses are. Um, and now I say this. I say I give this answer as a, you know, late thirty year old, 30, late thirty, thirty seven year old man. But at twenty, at um, how old was I? 
when I met my when I met my ex wife, I was nineteen. So at nineteen, eighteen, nineteen years old, I probably wasn't thinking, you know, thinking like this. But but I knew that there were some things that I needed that only she could provide, or that you know that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I would know who I was. I know what my strengths were. I knew what my weaknesses were at that time. I knew where I wanted to go. And so you look for somebody as a man. I looked for somebody who, first of all, was physically attracted. I was physically attracted to. Then secondly, I looked for somebody who, you know, who I could have a good time with. Like it wasn't hard. It was just real easy to talk to. I could we could be really good friends, and I felt comfortable sharing my deepest and darkest secrets too. Um, and so you know, a lot of it is it's just that. It's just once you find a place where you feel like you can rest or, you know, for lack of a better term, where you can lay your head down. And I think you, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay. And then once she gets you, and when I say gets you, I mean, like, gets some of the, the things about you and knows who she, how she fits in where you're trying to go. Um, I think it makes it, it makes it easier. And again, and for me, like I said, it, it was, you know, I had to hear, I had to hear from God, like, okay, does this work? Does this not work? You know, and then he'll show you. He'll show you some stuff that'll that'll help you understand. Okay, you know you need this. You might you you know this. I used to let me tell you this story real quick. So when I was growing up, my mother used to always my mother used to always tell me to pray for my wife. Now mind you, I'm 12 years old, and my mother always say pray for your wife. I'm like, first of all, I'm not interested in getting married right now. But what she would say is she would say there are certain things that you're going to need that you don't know you need. So you need to pray. Mm-hmm. When you pray, ask God to give you what you want, but also ask Him to reveal to you what give you or give her what you need um, beyond what you want. And so, I'm not one of those people who says that you got to marry somebody that's ugly as long as they real spirit. You know, I think you should have somebody. Who, I want you to. I want you to please me, and you got to please me in every area because I'm not rolling over thinking, "Ooh, my baby is. Oh my God, she is so deep." And her anointing is so strong that it's not what I'm thinking about at two in the morning when we married. So she's got to meet me on all on, on every level. So I think we just know, like we just know because she fits. Like she is the person who fits what we need, and and it's I won't say it's effortless, but it's not as hard. Like we're not trying to figure make it make it up. It's just like oh yeah, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Well, you answered my question because I was. Go ahead, Leah. Go ahead. (laughs) I think our phones are on different sync rhythms or something. I think we end up coming in at the same time. I was saying you answered my question, Winfrey, because I was going to um, ask you how important physical attraction was um, for men. Most important. I know. I know you all said last show that you guys are visual, so. Most important. I don't care. It's the most That's important. That's most thing. important. Most important most out of important. one. Number one out of ten. Number one is physical. The most important. I don't care what any man tells you. And and now here when I say this, now attractive to me is not going to be the same as attractive to right. a So yes, but to us, you have to be somebody who we can look at. Yes. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Who me? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I was I was thinking I was like, okay, unless unless you're blind, that's the 
only way. But then I thought about Ray Charles's movie, and remember <laughs> he had to feel the the wrist. He had to feel a hand. So even even for Ray Charles, it was physical. Yeah, um, it's it, it, it is it, it is uh, it is number one on on the Richter scale from here. We're, we are we are physical beings and we are very visual. And so if if we can we can see them in a in a light that says, oh yeah, this is it, then that's that's going to be who we choose. It's, it's mm-hmm. a huge thing for us. Okay. Wait, let me. I'm, okay, so listen. So, so God puts Adam in a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Takes from him. Takes from him a rib. <laughs> Adam wakes up, and the the Bible says he looks at her and says, "That is whoa, man." <laughs> translate. Really? Tra- let me translate that. Let me translate that. She is fine. <laughs> and then he says, and, and then he says, "This is bone of my bone and flesh oh. of my flesh." She looks good. Oh my god! And everything else is compatible. Yeah, he didn't say it while his eyes were closed. No, I was just gonna say that attraction is. Beauty is fleeting. I, I really, yes. And there's a lot of men who have been with women because of their looks, their bodies, and been in real, like, oh, this is all I'm getting. Tyrese, I mean, it's no, don't get me wrong, because when we go to the women, we're women-looking men, and, yes, we do look for um, people who are nice to look at. But mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for it to be number one, I was laughing a little bit because I was saying, you know, Sometimes we do, we get tied up in preferences instead of our purpose. And it, that wasn't me that came up with that. That was somebody I can't remember. And I heard and when, when they talked about it, I got it. Because sometimes that, our preferences can really get us in a situation that we don't, we don't, we shouldn't have gotten into. So, but mm-hmm. who doesn't want, who doesn't want a beautiful woman on their arm? Okay. What man doesn't want a beautiful woman on their arm, you know. No. So I, I'm not going to debate it. It's just, you know, it's interesting. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> that's that's very interesting. Before we continue, um, our third queen, Miss Ebby, has joined us. Welcome, Ebby. Hey, y'all. Sorry, Hi, Abby. <laughs> Great discussion. Hey, <laughs> Hola. Yeah, you, you're coming What's in on the hot topic, girl. Are we on the hot topic? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, no, no! You're I coming in on a good conversation. Yeah, on a good oh, idea yeah. for how topics get Yeah, on yeah, good conversation. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So, has Winfrey, right. Winfrey the only one that's responded so far? No, no Robert. He agrees. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so what do y'all say? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I think. See, I think, and here's the difference. I think as ladies. I think you all want a man that's attractive. I don't think y'all think it's any less. I just think that for you all, the and I could be wrong, that it's that for us. Okay, so listen, if for us, if that's 
number a number one issue. I think it's still a number one issue for you all, but as we get again, as we get older, or as we mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe wise or whatever, that we still you still want somebody that looks good. It just it can't be for you all. It has to be more there, and that's the same for us too. Like you can still be fine. You gotta be fine, but you also have to have you know some other stuff too. I think you all just kind of get to that point a little bit earlier than we do. Yeah. And, and see here, here's yeah. a, here's another thing though too with with men just knowing the psychology of a man. The psychology of a man is he is naturally visual within his mind. He has to, he mm-hmm. has to be stimulated by what he sees because um, the use of visual aids is way of controlling, and so men are naturally aggressive. So if we can see how we can how we can obtain what we want, then we're gonna we're gonna go after it. So it's more of that hunting instinct that's a part of us. Because if we the only way that we can find out how to hunt what we need to get for our household. We have to see mm-hmm. it. We have to see it. We have to see it move. We have to see where it was going, and we have to know its movements before we can actually go in for the kill. And so that's a part of our makeup. That's just a part of our makeup. And it's not an indictment on any woman or anything. It's just a part of who we are mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when okay. We and I, I think I agree, and I well, I feel also that most women, mature women, would understand that um, it's a part of your genetic makeup. And, and guess what? Nobody, nobody want to walk around with um, Harpo, or no, nobody <laughs> don't want to walk around with. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, all right, you know that's that's fine. Um, I'm hey, but, even yeah. last year had a man though. I mean, it, I, Who? I, I, look, Red Red <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, I mean, right. it's, it, it's, exactly. it's, what, it's whatever their preference is. I mean, but, but what about it truly not being important to you? Like, it's not even like, what if you just know the person you with just don't look good, but you love them anyway? When you said, you know, physical attraction, I was like, hmm, I have to disagree respectfully, um, and this is pre-marriage. I dated people who didn't really look that great according to other people. I, I would get, <laughs> look, that's probably the last thing on my list. Intelligent. Let me ask you a question. Number one. Me too. Leah, 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 you're on the same page. Wait, let me ask. Let me ask you. You said that they didn't look good to other people. Did you think they were ugly? (laughs) No. See, but that's the thing. If you ask me who's ugly, I like. First of all, when people have celebrity crushes, I don't have one. I don't think anybody Mm -hmm. on this earth is just that fine. You know, my husband is, but I don't think anybody else on this earth is just cute like that. Rob asks me all the time, like, you don't have a crush? No, I don't. Like, I just don't think anybody is that oh, fine, I, so I've never looked I at have look. a, I have a I'm like, on you, that one, honey. 
But I see I see what Leah is saying. And you, I do too. I see what she's saying. I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying that for you all, you you attractive and, and I said and for us later, attractiveness changes as we get older because again, you like to Lakeisha's point, it's going to change. You're not going to look, you know, the same at seventy five as you do at 17. So I think it changes what we find beautiful about you does change, but there still has to be some type of, you know, like physical, like for him, let me give you a good example. So when I was in high school, we used to, um, and I'm sorry for telling, telling the secret fellas, but in high school, <laughs> we used to collect, we used to collect these um, Tyra, all the Tyra Banks' pictures when she was doing the Victoria's Secrets model. So every month they come out with a new Victoria's Secrets thing. My buddies and I would get them. We would take out the Tyra Banks pictures and put them in our locker in school. That was in high school. You so when she too? came out with America's, I watched her I was, I was America's Next Top Model, and I started watching how she acted. I thought, well, how did I ever think she was attractive? Hmm. Because at 17, I just looked at her face. But later on, I looked at how she acted, and her face didn't look the same. Mm. Okay. okay. So, so that's what I, I think about when I say it changes. And I, so, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ebony. That's okay. Um, and I, I think, and I may be wrong, Leah, but I think we're saying something even different from that. And it's like looks just have not. It's just not important to me. So if I can, if I, if me and somebody connect like emotionally, and this person treats me well, is and they just don't look good, and I can see that they don't look good, then I'm still going to be attract, not attracted in a physical sense, but other things outweigh looks. Like looks doesn't now if now if he's beautiful and handsome, that's great. But he doesn't have to be. And I so guess it's kind of like, huh? You can marry somebody that you felt like that about? Yeah. And and I guess I, my I, question is, why 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 is that, like, I guess a surprise? Because you could marry the most beautiful woman on earth, and y'all leave the wedding and get in a bad car accident, and she can be maimed or, or you know, some other kind of, Horrible accident can happen to her And then her looks are gone right then in that moment in time Did you marry her because of that? No So for me it's like I just approach it like that You know I don't That's something that can fade Or something that gets worse over time Or something that actually has no value To what we're trying to do It just doesn't get to It doesn't have a a play However I, I understand That you know A nice looking man is a nice looking man But that's just not you know, it's just not important to me. Well, I, I think well, that that just shows. I think that that just shows the difference between the the psychology of a man and the psychology of a woman. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. with the psychology of a woman, it more women, most women are more in tune with mm-hmm. the mental stimulation, the emotional stimulation, the 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 spiritual connection. Whereas with men, it's it's really 
physical, what what can be done physically, how, how mm-hmm. you know, some people have even said the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. How can she cook? You know, all of these different things. And so it, 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 it doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong for each point part, but it's just the way that it is. It's, it's the difference right. between both of us. And and mm-hmm. then that that speaks to how we all have our own different love languages. We have our own different ways of viewing relationships and what makes a healthy relationship. It just it just shows that there is a difference, and it, and it shows up in our communication styles as men and women. So that's that's just a, a fact of how the biological makeup of who we are is is different, and God uses that to bring us together for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's, that's very good. <laughs> um, let me listen. When the man of God show up in my life, I want him to be a bow tickle. Wow, wow. When I look at him, I want to be able to say, <laughs> my man right there. Okay? I want him to be attractive. Absolutely. Now, is that on the top of the list? It's probably number two. But <laughs> but how my eyes and his eyes can meet is because of somebody got to woo you. Somebody They got to have that. Woo factor in a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, yes, it fades. Absolutely. There's other things that you'll be paying attention to. Like, it's, it's very sexy and it's very attractive for you to be able to think ahead of me and say, you know what? Oh, you going to Atlanta this weekend? All right, got your, your car straightened. They're like, okay, that's attractive. Uh, yes, okay, mm-hmm. and and physical, but I'm just saying, yes, you got to be about to go wow wow, and in a certain <laughs> and Lakeisha and Lakeisha and he has to. Uh... Go ahead, Whipper. I was gonna say Lakeisha, and, and don't forget it. And for Lakeisha, he got to come behind her while she making coffee. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that yours? Yes, that is mine. I thought so. That that makes it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she explained last week. Yeah. I thought so. I was like, okay, that sounds like this. So with that in this is a a good um, segue into the next question: relationship deal breakers. So apparently, if uh, physical attraction is number one on the men's list, then I guess. If you look like a hardcore Miss Seeley, that's a deal breaker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, is. it is for me. <laughs> hey, and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't try to holler at Miss Seeley. No, that wouldn't be my thing. So you can be fine to get heated on. Poor remember, I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna say this. Remember, because my love language is words of affirmation. If right. Miss Seely know how to talk, well, Miss Seely wouldn't. It don't matter. But if a, a woman who might not be as attractive knew how to how to use that, it it I, you might be like you know what she ain't that bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
mean, it's just, and that's just that's the benefit of understanding the love language. Why I bring that up is understanding what a person needs. If you give if you give a person enough oxygen, if you feed them enough, then that that becomes attractive to them. You become attractive to them because you recognize or you're giving them what they need. Mhm. And, and that's I, I want, that's how that's how it's Go ahead, go ahead, Pastor Rock. I want to I want to uh, make sure that everyone knows this is I'm speaking on behalf of the male species. This this isn't this doesn't mean that I subscribe to these views. Let me let me preface that. But I uh, <laughs> but what I will say as for me and my house. One of the main deal breakers for me is I, I can't be with a woman that's not a Christian. That is, uh, that's a that's a deal breaker for me. Correct. Mm. I agree. Mm. I agree. That could be raised that's a good. bit higher than what, what you look like now. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, yeah. again, yeah. I, I can get you saved now. I'm just. <laughs> 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 All right, Bird. You're gonna be in time out in a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. Lord have mercy. I, I was just, I, I was just speaking to the fact of how how most men view things. That doesn't mean that <laughs> that that's it. That's it. As yeah. far as the, uh, the the physical attraction, it's uh, yeah. that's that's just the way that it is with. At least ninety five percent of the men that I'm yeah. and I think and yeah, I think again, the physical attraction gets our attention. Everything else keeps it. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. So we are, physically, if we if we're attracted to you, you you get our attention. If the other stuff, it keeps it. But I'm agree right. I couldn't because of who I am and what I do. The call of the call of my life. If you're not not just, I, I can't even do it. A baby Christian. I need somebody yeah. who got some oil. <laughs> I need somebody who got some no serious. Yeah. I need somebody who got some right. oil. Yeah. I need somebody who got some who who can flow, who can you know, who can who knows when I'm weak and knows how to say again, because my words I'm words of affirmation, who knows how to talk to me, to 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 talk me out of, you know, moments of um where I'm battling whatever I'm battling. You know, you need that kind of and that's what I think that's one of the things that 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 makes you all so beautiful is that you have the ability to whatever our thing is, you have the ability to become that for us. And 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 that's what we need. We need that protection. We need that secret place. We need that that security again to not have to perform all the time. Especially again, you have men like myself and and Robert who are very you know, who are very blessed you, who are very um, somewhat in the public and have a lot of people pulling on us uh, uh, quite a bit, that can be very difficult. Even people who aren't, you know, in, in, in ministry positions or leadership positions like we are, as a man, when we go out into the world, we always feel like we're alone, except for with you. Mm-hmm. And so if you become our one place where we don't feel like we're alone, that's beneficial to us. That's what we need. I agree. Amen. I agree that you you have to. I mean, 
even if someone now you guys are really in the church when I say that I mean some you know you got pastor you you minister and things like that but men who are even developing the relationship when you're talking about trying you know discovering what is manhood what is you know if they want to go into the Christian faith um <clears throat> You know, when you said baby Christian, um, I guess the definition of what is a a baby Christian, but all those things you said, even with not being a Christian, that still applies when it comes to a wife. You can be Muslim or Jewish, and you still need to be, yes, you need to have that that, um, safe place, that protection, prayer, um, someone who you're confident in, someone who you believe in, that you trust. So I think those things can go across different lines. But for you specifically, you two men, yes. Um, but in general, when it comes to marriage, in Hindu, wherever we're talking about in the world, I think those cross all lines because marriage, that's still that foundation, that good soil and planning is what you just said, is those things. So um, I think even men who are not even there yet, that's what we should be there you're, you should be looking for. Um, so that made sense to me um, with that. But, yeah, you're right. If you're in the spotlight and you guys are doing this, absolutely. You need someone. She got to have the oil in her pocketbook. Praise God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let her have the oil in her pocketbook. <laughs> and we, yes. and we can keep it rolling now. You know, so, um, right. you know, I, I don't have oil in my pocketbook, but, I mean, <laughs> But I know what you're saying. I understand. <laughs> I, I, I get it completely. I get it completely. Well, ladies, so. I want to hear from you all on the deal breakers, too. Um, again, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome. Um, if you have questions at any time, there's quite a few of you on here. So if you have a question, press the number one if you are on the phone. If you are not on the phone and have a question, you'll need to dial 929 477 Two three zero four and press the number one and we'll acknowledge you. Again, that number is nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press number one. If you are already on the call, just press one. And again, if you're a bit shy and don't want to be heard on the call and want to email us the question, email us at queenconversations one at gmail dot com. All right, Abby, I'm going to throw it to you. What is a relationship deal breaker? All right, so other than uh well number one is is definitely he has to delight in the Lord, you know that's that's number one, but since we've already discussed that, what I'll say is he has to be manly if he's not manly i just i just and and when I say manly, I look at all kinds of things like from the things he posts on facebook if you know if he's gossiping or always talking about somebody hating on him or you know, I just I don't I just like a manly man. I like a man who is confident and you know, just knows who he is and, and I don't know, it's so many different ways that I look for signs of it, but if he's not, I just can't I can't <laughs> cannot let me ask you even interested Every, in let me ask you this question. Why? What is it about that type of man? That what what is that what why does that attract you what does that say to you those all of those things you just described um well I, I like a confident man um and to me I like a man to um 
What does it say to me? Um, like, does it say like you feel more like this is a man who you can feel safe with, a man that can you can you can follow? What's what is why is it? A, oh well, okay. So what? I don't I don't like a man who who puts all his feelings out for the public to see. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, for one, I like a man who his vulnerability is something that I protect. You know. Um, and it's just interesting because I see a lot of it on on Facebook, and so for me, I can't feel secure with a man who's who's seeking validation from so many different people. You know, mm, that's um, a really good one. Yeah, so it's it's, and I see it in that way. Like you know, women to me it seems like it's a feminine thing, looking for likes and stuff like that on Facebook. It just seems feminine to me, um, and I know it's because women women get butt naked on Facebook and Instagram to get a like, you know. <laughs> to me, mm-hmm. the the masculine version of that is to divulge too much about himself. Like, he's constantly, you know, like if he's an entrepreneur, he's always complaining about people not supporting his business. If he's, oh, that's um, that's if he, uh, yeah, if he, uh, if he is doing something, everybody hating on him. And it just, to me, it's like, hey, what happened to the masculine men? You know, they may post something, and, you know, they post it, and they move on, and they may engage with people, but it's like, it's just the tone is different. I can't be around a negative man who's complaining, and I don't know. I just I just can't do that. To me, it's just not masculine. That's a, that's a really good... Every, I mean, every when you talk about that, you make it, you making me upset. Like, you know what? You're like, I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> You are so right. That is true. And, and um, you know, I, like the, the passive aggressive post. Oh my goodness, I can't stand when men do that. <laughs> oh, because I mean, I guess I'm from an area where men are men, and when I see them doing that kind of stuff, and even when the men from my area do that, I'm like, some of y'all need to be calling these brothers out because they do all this <laughs> passive aggressive stuff. Like well, the men I'm around, even when I was married. He's an he's an omega, so they used to confront each other. If some of the issue, they just straight up confront each other about it. It's not no we going on Facebook and no no that's like eighth grade. So I just yeah. I just I can't stand it. Oh, I can't stand it. And it, it seems like that's what we we have now. It's like a lot of men who it's like they're acting like women. I hate to put a negative yeah. characteristic on us, but it's, it's like they act like gossiping women. So just don't use the term man up. That's that's a violation. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Really? Really? That's a curse word. Don't tell him man up. Oh, you mean saying that to a man? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. See, and that's the thing. I wouldn't be with a man like that. Like I've never had to tell a man that I'm with to man up because. I don't. I would even be attracted to a man who isn't a manly man. Like he has to. He can't even. We can't even go on a date if I feel like he's not masculine. And if I have to tell mm-hmm. you to be masculine, I don't need, that's not even a part of a conversation. I will never have to tell a man I'm interested in to be a man. Uh, that's never gonna happen. On my, on his worst day, I I will never tell a man that because there's no future. There's nothing. We don't have we we go on one date once I realize he ain't masculine. I don't have, he don't have to ever worry about me saying that to him. I've never had to say anything like that. But I understand why you shouldn't. I understand how that's very disrespectful. So 
Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, it's almost like it's it's uncomfortable. That would be uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm. You know what? That is definitely on the top of the list. However, the the Christianity thing, someone who believes in Jesus Christ, to me, is a no brainer. Um, that is just absolute. But one of the the deal breaker for me would be someone who is, um. Now, almost like disrespectful was someone who um, is rude and cheap. <laughs> so, and when I say that, let me let me go ahead and break, meaning how do you treat people if we're at a hotel and the maid comes in and are you throwing things at people that work at a counter or you're, um, you feel like, oh, I'm here, I'm dropping this, whatever. I have this, so I'm treating you like this. People who treat service people or um, just people, period, um, in a demeaning way is a very, even with friends, I can't even, if you're acting like that, even if you're in my group, well, I don't even have anybody in my circle like that. We treat, you treat everybody with love and kindness, and um, I don't care where you work for, what you do. So to me, how you speak to people, can you speak to um people in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing would be someone who doesn't know value. And um, when I say in, in, in cheap, I, that's very, that's a loose term. That, that can be a loose term. <laughs> but someone who doesn't know the value of investment and in quality and just always wants to take the, the easy way out and not, and just be, cheap about things and wonder why I didn't last later. Now, I, I believe in saving. Winford, I know you <laughs> the money, I said the money mentor. <laughs> I the, money, the money mentor. Um, but someone who um, understands the value of saving money but also is not afraid to um, do what they need to do to you know, to have a nice time or to invest in good property or, you know, <laughs> I, um, don't buy our kids shoes from Family Dollar. Pay, um, Dollar General, they need quality shoes. <laughs> 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 don't put my baby, don't just put my baby to, No, we can put them, we, they can have some Chuck Taylors, but put them in something that's not going to hurt their feet, okay? So I'm just saying, no, cheap and disres- people who are disrespectful, I can't deal with that. You got to know how to talk to people. In a respectful manner. Those yeah. are my deal breakers. I don't really have many, um, but in, again, if if you have no vision for your life, that's a deal breaker. If you are not intelligent, and when I say intelligent, like, do you think deeper? Do you, you know, think outside of sports context? Like, do you really have a a world view? Do you? see things from a different perspective. Can you spell? Like, that's very important to me. I know that may sound really crazy, <laughs> but I'm an educator. So, like, word usage matters to me. You know, sentence structure, all that matters to me. So if you don't have it, that's – I'm sorry, but that that's definitely a deal breaker for me. So call me petty, but, yeah. hey, whatever. No, you're – no, you're definitely not petty. You want somebody who you can converse with, and even with just listening to you and Rob together, 
you guys have to be able to convert. I mean, you, you might not talk all the time when you're around. Some Y'all have quiet moments, but you want to be able to have a discussion if you're talking about, you know, um, a new song that came out or a political um, new law that's coming into play in your city. You want to be able to, to converse about those things. So that's, am I right? Is that what you're talking about when you talk about intelligence, right? Someone who did, you can converse on your level. And someone who's smart, right, you know, or yeah, or or someone I can learn from, absolutely, yeah. So, oh, uh, the yes, next, that's true. go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Oh, the next, the next piece, which is really heavy, man. So prepare your minds and hearts. I think this is why <laughs> we have these callers on the line. So, the big question from the women is why. Do men take so long to commit? And if you already have a good woman, why bring them along? Pastor Boo, I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to you first. Because, because, and I, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of all men. Okay, this isn't mean that I subscribe to these views, <laughs> uh, but because. A lot of men are afraid of getting the wrong women, the wrong woman. They are afraid of getting the wrong woman, and then once they find the right woman, they're afraid that they've lost all of the options because there are a lot of options for men, a lot of options. And so it's hard for us to um, submit to just that one, especially and I, I meant to I meant to explain this earlier when when you talked about um, how the man knows a woman is is it for him. Uh, most men put women in categories. Uh, they'll put them in different categories. And I'll just be honest. They'll put them in the category of uh, someone who can cook for me, someone who can uh, be the freak of the week for me, someone who can be a person I can converse with, someone I can just hang out with, or someone who is white material. And so usually the white material is the one who carries every category wrapped up into one. And when they find that one who is the white material, most time men most times men are like, okay, well let me see if she just messes up. And so uh she's number one on the roster. If she does something to mess up, then that's strike one. If she does something to mess up again, that's strike two. And then other, and then a lot of times she'll start trying to look out for other women who could potentially be another um, life material who doesn't mess up like the one that they have. So this is, and I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, I know I'm putting it all out there and I'm, I'm giving some of the secrets away, but this is this is just how the how the male thinks, and so. Um, for most men, I don't want to say all men, but this is how most men think. And so that to answer your question, it's just a lot of things that's going on inside of his mind where he just doesn't want to mess up because either he's been hurt by a woman who he gave his heart to and he doesn't want to experience that again, or he's heard horror stories or have seen horror stories where mm-hmm. men have given their hearts and they have had their hearts mangled. So what a man does is he puts up a vow and says, I will never go through that. And he, and it's hard to break through that wall. Mm. 
Yeah, I've definitely heard what you're saying before from men, from other, you know, men. The option thing, number one. Um, yep. You got, you know, having a lot of options. But then, then again, a year or two later, you're writing a new song like Joe had coming out, you know. Oh, y'all heard the new song by Joe? Wish I Could Have You Back. Mm-hmm. No. Am I the only one? No. Yeah, no, I'll be downloading it on Spotify. <laughs> I or, or, or I got one. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Because you messed up. You thought <laughs> you had options. Now you want to come back. I'm just saying, sometimes it is that way. You think you're, oh, she good, but I think I got something better. But, yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Um, yeah. That was a, that was a joke about the songs they write love songs and, and a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times to be honest, when a man is looking for that woman again, it's not necessarily the woman who he's looking for; it's something about that woman that he wants back. But that doesn't mean that he wants her. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Say that again. He wants Agreed. Her. Yep. <laughs> True. <laughs> A lot of times when a man tries to get the woman back, it's not that he's trying to get her back. He's trying to get something that he misses about her back. It doesn't necessarily mean that he wants the whole woman. Hmm. It's like like he is, he's focusing on an attribute that that she has that would either benefit him or that he needs or, or desires. So, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that fits that category yes. that he put in. Yes. Like she may be good at administration, and he she may be totally just all over the place in his life, and here she comes, and she puts his life in order just like that. And he yeah. loves her for that. And he may not love her in her entirety. Huh? <laughs> I said that they'll say, thank you for putting my life in order, now let me move on. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I got yeah. exactly what I needed. Yeah. Now I can move on. Yep. He'll love her for those things, but not who she is and what and how God created her. He'll love her for the things she can bring to the table. I've seen wow. that. Yep. Yeah, some men, Winfrey, some men I, have a checklist. They have a checklist <laughs> of things, of, of characteristics that they want in their wife. And they are so focused on the check marks on that checklist. This is the other side. This is the other side of that pole where you, you have the man who, you know, maybe focused on one thing. This man, he's focused on a lot of things, but he's looking at attributes and characteristics, and he's missing the person, the human. So he's checking out all these things she brings to the table, and he totally misses that she's a person, you know, and who she is, you know. So I, I've seen that side, and I've seen it, and it, and it really totally just – completely destroys women, especially when a godly man does it. Because he, mm-hmm. he's doing it out of the right intention. He's doing it because he wants to make sure that, and I, and I shouldn't say every man is doing it for the right intention, but a lot of times these men are doing it with the right, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, men, but sometimes they are doing it with the right sometimes. intention. Sometimes <laughs> they're not. Because <laughs> I've seen it where all they wanted you to do was do all their papers that semester, and bam, they're they done with you after the semester's over with. But I've also <laughs> seen some really godly uh-huh. men trying to do it to, you know, make sure they were making the well, right choice. And... Oh, Okay. I have a question for Winfred and, and Rob. 
So in the case if somebody is trying to come back, how do you know that person, like, if it's not that situation, that they're not just missing you, they're just missing qualities or things that you possess? How do you, what is, well, I don't know if y'all, okay, well, y'all never really had a comeback. You're, I mean, I don't know. But how do you decipher that? That is, that's an interesting concept. That's a so, that's a great so, question. Go ahead. Your question. Question. The best way to do it, the best way to the best way to do it to be in all honest, honesty is number one is is we is first of all we tell on ourselves. Every person tells on themselves, and you have to. I think that what you have to do is you have to go back into if you choose to go back into that scenario, you have to go in using patience, and you have to go in using discernment because for example okay so if it's if, if it's using the paper scenario that Ebony just gave then if the only time you want to be around me is when it comes you know what I mean when it comes to writing papers or you know what I mean like if, if that's if that's the when all of a sudden you want to show affection when it comes time for sex then you know what I mean so you have to put yourself in positions to find out number one um, what else, you know, what else is going on? So you can kind of see where the person really is. But it, a lot of it is just time. Like you can't just be so overly mm. excited that the person's back that you don't stop to really look to see if this is if what they really want. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to press pause really quick because we have a um, caller with a question. So if you guys don't mind, we're going to hold really quick. Um, caller with the last four digits, 1401. You are on. What is your question or comment? Um, not really a question, but the comment that uh, Lakisa had mentioned about how do you know that they're trying to get back in. Um, one, like the pastor said before, men have tall tale signs. And whatever mm-hmm. their emphasis been in the past when it was with you, it's still going to be that same emphasis trying to come back, whether it's sex or if you cook good or whatever, they're coming around just for that one entity. And it's never going to change. It's never going to fluctuate. Um, me personally, I don't do go-backs because you already know how that person was while you was with them. It's not going to change even with women. It's going to be the same thing dealing with them again going forward. The other question that I, I ain't going to say question, but the other comment that I wanted to mention with why men have a hard time committing, the pastors are hitting it on the head that men are a little more critical when it comes down to a woman. You know, one, we do have, you know, one, two, three strikes and you're out. And we're dead serious about that. And a lot of times women don't realize that the measuring stick that we use when they violate certain things, and one of the main things is respect when it comes down to a man. If a man feels like that woman constantly disrespects him in small areas, out-talk him, or when he talks, she interrupts and constantly, you know, trying to voice her opinion (laughs) over him to where he can't get a word in, you know, that's disrespectful to a man. And when we're asking that woman to stop and they constantly do it, you know, those things hold men back from moving forward. And women think men don't communicate. We do communicate, 
but it's not the communication that they're accustomed to hearing from a man, and they really pay it very little mind. Instead of really paying it close attention, that he's telling me he don't like this, I keep doing it. That's not bringing him closer to me. That's pushing him further away. Mm-hmm. And then when you violate certain things with us, you know we we might forgive, we don't forget, and it's in the back of our head. Like, look, I'm 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 taking count, and you're about to be out, and when you out, you out. There's no coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that we won't commit. We don't mind committing, but women need to understand that we are looking for not the perfect scenario, but just a good scenario. And then the other thing, too, and this is an issue that I'm working out within myself, sometimes you've dated, you know, pretty women in the past. Let's just say tens in the past. But who you might be with now might be a seven. Sometimes you have an internal struggle with what you're accustomed to having but what you currently have, but it's good, but you're still in the back of your mind struggling with, can I have something more of what I'm accustomed to having? But with all the attributes that what I currently have, as far as personality, taking care of me, looking out for me, my ride or die chick, you're trying to find a complete package, but it's not one. You're only going to get, in my opinion, something Tyler Perry said, you're only going to get 80 to 85% of what you really want out of any person that you're with. The other 15% is the stuff that's going to always get on your nerves. you got to learn to live with that. And that's some things that men and women have a hard time dealing with is that 15% because it starts weighing real heavy to them. But they got to learn how to let things go. And you got to learn how to do it real, really fast, really in order to have a productive relationship because you shouldn't hold anger. You shouldn't be mad that long. You know, next day, wake up, new day, start over from scratch. Well, you, but sometimes uh, men and like women you, struggle. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it sounds like you answer your own question. The 80-20 rule, or you're going to get a small percentage of maybe something that you want that you don't have. But the 80 always outweighs the 20, and it goes back to what I said. I really feel like your purpose over preference, if you're talking about something that you're used to, but this person is taking care of you, doing this, doing that, you know, when it comes to matters of the heart, you want what's going to be the best for you. I love oatmeal pies, but I know that this uh, orange, or I, I know that this, this kale salad is going to be a benefit to me in the long run because you want that person to support your vision. What is your vision? And if that person is, has that 80% and can help you push that vision, leave that oatmeal pie alone. It's sweet, it's good, but it ain't good for you in 20, 30 years. You're going to have Correct. upset stomachs, diabetes, high blood pressure, and you're going to still be in a state that you're in. So, you answer your own question. Um, thank then, you for calling um, if in. I can, if, if, if I, if I uh, can throw one more thing out there, too, if at all possible, mm-hmm. the other part that that aids with commitment portion is how a woman views spirituality and how a man views it. Sometimes some people have a strong spiritual base and they're looking for somebody with the exact spiritual base that they have that could quote scriptures and, you know, it's so spiritual to where 
the other person might be spiritual or they are spiritual, but might not, they feel like they might not be on that level, but they're searching for something that they're not going to find, but they're not willing to accept the spirituality that the other person might already possess and try mm-hmm. to bring together. Yeah, that's good. Hey, what's your name, brother? My name is Lonnie. Lonnie, hey, man, I appreciate you calling in, man. You, you've been on point with a lot of stuff. Hey, look me up on, on, on Facebook, um, under Rob McClish, I want to talk to you about a few things. So, uh, okay. if you could hit me up and and um, and we can go from there. Okay, you said Rob. Um, what's your last name? McClish, M C C L I S H. Thank you yeah, for the I appreciate call. You. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, that was good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And give people the opportunity to just get to know one another, and then 
we can do that. Because if a lot, we're just like you all. If we made bad choices in the past, we don't trust our decision making all the time. Hmm. I think this is a perfect segue into uh, the last topic, and I believe Ebby had this question. It seems as though dating, you know, because, I mean, we live in a real world. We're all Christians here, but we live in a real world where people are not waiting until marriage um, to have intimacy and sex with each other. I mean, we're just going to be honest about it. And so women feel like, okay, I know that the man has to be attracted to me, so let me dress up and, you know, be the best me that I can be to attract this guy, right? And then I go on a date with him. But the standard becomes so low because now the expectation from most men is, you know, after date three, date four, it's time for you to give up the cookie. So how do you set an expectation with the anything goes mindset now? And that's that's a question both for men mm-hmm. and women. How do you set an expectation? Right, in a in a anything you, goes think- mindset. So it's I think you just have to do it. Like you literally just have to, to you know, let it, first of all, let it be known up front that that's where you are, and you know what you believe, and then present that as what it, you know, present that as this is this is my standard. And the problem is here. Here's the problem. The problem is it, it, it just you can present it, but if the person really wants to be with you they'll initially go along with it. It's it's just difficult for six months, a year down the road to still maintain that same position. Especially I mean, we're all over yeah, everybody we're all over thirty. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult. So and I think you just have to do it. So to maintain it, you know, you have to put yourself not put yourself in certain positions. You have to um I don't want to say occupy, but almost make sure your relationship is full of other things that don't necessarily lead to that. Um, and then just have to Can be I interrupt you real quick? To Please do. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, the question, is, it's even more so even before all that. So um, more so that there is no, there, there's no standard for dating. So let's say a guy wants to take me out. It's like a man. It seems to me that men don't really know how to date, even before you start even talking about sex or not having sex or anything like that, because so many women have no standards that men don't know how to date. So for me, it's like I want to give the man an opportunity to present his best to me before I start telling him exactly what you know my expectation is because my expectation, I don't know how to say that. So a man may say, hey, when you know, I would like to take you out or I would like to, you know, do something with you, and it seems like it's not anything actually planned, you know. And it's like over and over and over again I see that. I'm not even talking about the guys who take you out and think y'all are supposed to be intimate oh. on the first date. I'm not even talking about that. <laughs> How do you set that expectation in a world where everything goes? Well, everything goes. This, this is, and I know we we're getting close to end of time, and I, I, we'll decide on a part three. But this, for me, this is 
and I've talked with um, a friend about this, you're right. Everything does go. And it's, if you're not, sex is a big part of the relationship and a lot of people who are not married, and if you're not giving it up, then to say it like that, but if, if, it's, if it's something that you're not in agreement with, then that person could more than likely move on, and women have to be accepting of that. Um, can we be righteous and real up on it? <laughs> this periscope? Uh, um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on this cookie. Oh, don't worry about what goes on in the bedroom. You'll be straight. That is, <laughs> it's just because, let's just, to be honest, it's just that, okay, I, I've done that, and it hasn't gotten a, 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 a lawful commitment. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you say you've done men, that, you say you've done what? I'm sorry, you said you've done I've what? Had, I've had I've had sex before marriage, and it hasn't. Okay, you said um, it didn't work. Yeah, I, yeah, and it, it didn't work. It's not like it was, you know. Not saying I was doing that to be married, you know, exactly like that. But what I'm saying is, um, if I'm going to try to change my outcome, maybe I need to change what I'm doing. If I want to try to um, lose weight, maybe I need to change what I'm eating and just come at this at a different. Now, don't get me wrong. Things happen. You Chemistry happens. You get hot and heated. Oh, I understand. However, um, we do live in a society where it's, it's, it's okay and it's, it's natural. And you want to try to car before you buy. Heck, I, I heard my father say that about a few months ago. You know, he was, just joke, he was joking, but I think he was kind of being serious too, like, he said, you got to try the car before you buy it. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, but that's, that's just how it is. You know, so, yes. And at this point, and, I'm, and for me, I'm totally okay with um, that person not being understandable. It's, it's fine. It will, it's, I am too because I don't want to waste his time and I don't want to waste mine. But for me, it's like I, I'm so traditional when it comes to dating. And I really want a man to think about how he wants to get to know me. And because, I, I, for one, my time is very valuable. So I don't want to waste my time if you can't value my time by trying to do something. I'm not even saying expensive. Just put some thought into how you want to get to know me, you know. Can and I, inter- I just can I interrupt see that. Yeah. Can I, can I, okay, so let me – here's the issue. Here's I'm, I'm a, Here is your – What's gonna hurt? What hurts you? What hurts somebody like you and people like you? Because um, because you go into you have okay. So there. So how Rob was talking about earlier. Let's just be okay. I can. I'm gonna say this now. I'm apologize now. <laughs> there are certain. There are women, and I'm being. There are men and women mm-hmm. who have certain understandings and certain expectations of themselves and those expectations are put onto the people who are around them. And that's totally fine because I just did it earlier when I said about the type of person that I want. So there's nothing wrong with that. But the type of man that you want and the type of man that you need, there are is such a small category that mm-hmm. it's going to be that you're going to run into a lot of dudes. And my sister has the same problem too. You're going to run into a lot of dudes who can't do what you want because they weren't trained to do that. And this is the problem, the issue when you run into men who don't have fathers typically or who aren't raised around men who um, who can show, who, shoot, who showed us 
all the things. Because the things that you just said, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there going, "What you mean? Well, what's the big deal? Like you haven't said anything that was all that much of. You're not asking for a lot, but you're asking for a lot from people who that's not something that they're trained to do, and you can't do that. As a matter of fact, you just said that mm-hmm. would turn you off if you even had to try to do that. So you almost have to kind of be very go into it understanding that the group of men that you're or the type of men that you're looking for is a, such a small part of the population, mm-hmm. and so you just got to be patient. That yeah, you know, yeah I'm not ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you I, just got to be patient. Music, music, soul child wrote yeah. a song about it. Teach me how to love you. Now and mm. so that can go on with dating too. You have to. Now that I agree with Winthrop, you have to be, you do, because some men be impatient, and you know what, if you want to be, he, he's going to be the, the teacher sometimes, and sometimes you're going to be the teacher, you're going to be the student sometimes, and he's going to be the student sometimes, right. but in that, yes, I totally, now with the, with the dating thing, how to date me, um, I can be patient with that, that's fine, you know, because everybody comes from a different aspect of life and what they have been taught and what they've seen and what they think is acceptable. Wow. Um, yeah, so that well, I would I encourage have to you to you be open Because this show is about to end in like 10 seconds. It's going to cut off on us. <laughs> we may need a part three, but it's been so glad yes! to be having all of you. Thanks for tuning in to Queen Conversations. Uh, we never have enough time, but we'll come back and hopefully do a part three of this series. You guys be blessed. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody.